So we've done a few episodes over the last few years on social media evolution and changes. And in particular, we've spent a lot of time talking about Instagram because much like your weather in Florida, it blows like the wind. So, you know, one minute it's raining, one minute it's sunny. Instagram is one minute, it's still photos, one minute, and now we're doing videos. Hi, I'm Michelle. And I'm Steve. And this is a podcast for creatives. Two friends talking about the complex, messy, and beautiful experience that is being a creative. Just this week, they uh, announced that they're going to be trying to strike a, a more of a balance. You'll remember within the last year or so, they really went all in on video content to try to keep up with the TikToks of the world. And a lot of pushback came from users about that. Those purists on, on, on Instagram that really grew up with the network and really valued still content. So this week, Adam Asari had announced that they're going to sort of try to strike more of a balance, get back to what made Instagram Instagram and really sort of focus more in on on still imagery and creative imagery. And it, it feels like a days of our lives, like us, like sand through the hourglass. You know, here we go again. And in the comments and, and, and throughout social media, it struck a little bit of a maybe a little bit of a frustration. I was sort of reading where it's, you know, people are making decisions based on what they're hearing. You know, at a time if we're going to be focusing on video, people kind of dive into video creation. And now all of a sudden we're going to start featuring more of this and getting back to our roots. And as only Adam can sort of deliver that message. <laughs> and uh, now it's this, OK, we got to you know, we got to think about making still images now. We got to kind of get back to what makes, you know, that content special and unique. And I don't know, I was thinking about this and it strikes me as sort of as Instagram is going through this existential emergency in its life and crisis and trying to figure out who it is and what it is and what it wants to be. We as the creatives, we as the users of social media, and this can be any any social platform, sometimes can feel like we're being led around like like a dog on a leash. We're, we're going this way for a while and then all of a sudden, all right, now we're going this way for a while. And, and we all have to sort of like factor that into our, our thinking. And it's just funny as Instagram is going through this existential crisis, we're just kind of waiting on the sidelines being like, you good? You figure this out? Can we can we can we move now? And it's a frustrating spot to be because um, I know it, it causes a lot of angst for people in this in, in our field. And, you know, I, I know that this is something that we've spent a lot of time talking about. And I'm wondering with this this new news that came out this week. A, what your reaction is to that as someone who who loves Instagram, but also how you how you sort of feel as a creative and as a member of the creative community when we're sort of in this reactionary world to the decisions that are being made. I don't think I've shared this on the show, but I know I've had this conversation with you before that I've likened my experience with using Instagram to kind of like being in a toxic relationship. They're always kind of changing their tune. And here I am on the other end, like, I just want to please them. I just want them to be happy. I just want our relationship to go back to how it was in the old days of Instagram when I had clear expectations about what they wanted to wanted me to post and they seemed really happy with what I was posting and my audience was really happy with what I was posting. And then over time, it has felt like there have been so many changes and it happening more and more frequently that I've really like lost my direction yet I still every time I try to step away like my connection to Instagram is so strong that I keep going back even though I don't 
always feel good when I use the app. And I know for a lot of people, they may feel that same way. Be just being a user, I know a lot of people have struggled with trying to strike a balance and having a healthy relationship with Instagram. But for me, it's I'm speaking more from being a creator and wanting to you know, find success and, and forge connections with my audience through the platform. But in framing that relationship as a, a toxic relationship with this app, the way out of toxic relationships is not to wait around for the other person to change. It's for mm. you to step away, reassess. And if it's not working for you, maybe the answer isn't completely walk away from the app, but change your relationship to it. But that has to come from you. You have to be the one who's driving those choices and those decisions. Yeah. You see this very reactionary mode. And this is something that I've been left with really since, you know, we did the episode with on, on Elon Musk and Twitter and sort of everybody kind of piecing out seemingly that was it a Tuesday night or a th Thursday <laughs> night, you know, you're sort of struck by this, like, we all go into panic mode whenever changes are made. And I, I mean, this goes back to the days of Facebook when Facebook was changing around the newsfeed layout and people would, oh, I'm leaving. And you're just like, where are you going? Like, why? <laughs> like, what is, what is so bad about, you know, there's always an opportunity that I feel like comes from social evolution. You, you know, you got a pocket of people that push back and, and say they're going to leave and, and revolt. And then I think you get this quiet group that just is sitting on going, all right, I'm going to keep my eye on this and see where this is going. And I always think that that's the healthy approach to take whenever these changes are, are made. Because if you look over time about the evolution that these platforms have made, it's always provided opportunity um, for creative growth, for exploring things a new way. But like anything else, it's about how it fits into your your business model, your creative model, what works for, for your accounts and, and how you want to run them. It's never just this, okay, now we're doing this and you have to kind of like force your way into it. Sometimes it's the way the message is delivered. You know, sometimes the message is out of out of the control, maybe of the the channels, the way they wanted to, to deliver it. I think the way that Adam does these messages is a little bit creepy sometimes. It just feels like, you know, we're in like we're in a library and he's like telling it to you like a close talker. But I appreciate sometimes the way that he does them versus the way the messages on Twitter are just released like they're actually in, in tweet form because at least it's the way he's delivering it. But I, I think we're just so pre-programmed to be thrown off course by announcements like this that when this came out this week, I was happy. You know, I was happy to say, all right, hey, like they're 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 rediscovering what made them them, what made Instagram Instagram for the first in, at the, in the first place. But like, I also felt this, okay, there's another change. Here we go. Like we got to, and, and I almost went like, well, wait a second though. Like, this is a good thing. Like this is, this is, these are changes that are being made that we don't have to take at face value. We can sort of monitor and see how this is going to play out and see how it fits into what we do. But the key phrase in that is what do we do? What makes us who we are? That's huge. And I, I think that that would eliminate so many frustrations with Instagram or, or any platform that changes because they're going to all continue to, to change and to evolve. That's just, I mean, and that's life too. But if we're really clear about 
what's important to us, what our objectives are, who we're talking to, who's in our audience and what's important to them, then it kind of becomes changing the conversation to how is that using this platform going to help me achieve those goals? And that kind of gives you the power back. So instead of in this instance with Instagram making the announcement that, okay, back to back to still photos, let's like pause on the video. For me, I talked in the last episode about how last year's Instagram push to encourage creators to create more videos has sent me down this new path of being a video creator. And even though I was annoyed that I felt like Instagram was the one who was pushing me in this direction when I didn't want to go that way, now I'm happy about it. But with this announcement, my initial reaction is not, okay, well, now I'm going to go back to still photos. I'm putting my focus back on Instagram. For, For me, I'm taking this as, well, now I've been doing videos and I love them and I can see that there's this huge opportunity for growth that I was missing on YouTube. I'm going to keep doing that. I'm not going to just jump ship because Instagram put out, oh, this is our latest thing because that does not fit in with what I want to do for my brand. Right. So many of these changes come out at the end point, like at, 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 at the tactic point, less photos, more video, more photos, less video. Newsfeed's going to look like this. Newsfeed's going, and we react to it from the tactic point of view. And I don't think we we stop to say, okay, but strategically, how do we approach what we do? Like, who's our audience? What message do they need to hear? What do they expect to hear? What do they expect to consume? And what do they expect to see? What am I looking to communicate to them? And then the last thing is, what's the best way to do this? And I think that that's where we like we get into this like you look for like how are we maybe this is like more like psychological, but it's like how do we always have this upset feeling, this rage? You put the word in there when these changes are announced. And I think it's just people reacting to the end game and not thinking about it from the strategic standpoint of I am my own unique brand. I am my own unique entity with my own unique audience and my own unique message and I have to find the best way to deliver that to my public. I think we get tripped up a lot of times by not he, not thinking about it from from that standpoint immediately versus just falling into the trap of whatever the tool is going to be that's going to change at the end game. Looking back on my history of having my own business of being an entrepreneur, I've just fallen victim to this so many times that if someone says like, this is the new platform or this is the new thing, I'm like, well, I, I got to be there then. I got to check this out. I need to be a part of it. I need to learn this new thing. And all that has done is divide me into a million different directions. And of course, there's that quote that's like shared an annoying amount of times that I'm going to make more annoying by misquoting it. But, you know, if you're if you're chasing two rabbits, you'll catch neither of them. And for me, that's been like that times, you know, 10, 15, like I'm always got my hands in like too many projects at once, too many platforms at once. And it's, it has been mind blowing to me to just hone in and focus on, okay, I am just, I'm only going to be focusing on video and trying to grow YouTube. And I'm not like looking at 
at anything else. And while I am continuing to post on Instagram and, and even TikTok, it's more of, I have this done already that was created. I don't even want to say for YouTube. This was created for me, for my brand, the way that I want to tell this little story. And of course I have to format it for, for each of the, the three, but to streamline it, I'm just like, okay, YouTube has the parameter of for shorts, 60 seconds. So everything's going to be 60 seconds, even though I can go right. longer on the other right. ones. Let's just keep it easy. But that's kind of part of the, this streamlining process is one focus, one area of growth, and everything else has to fit into that. I can't be trying to appease all of these little entities right. because I'm, I'm, you can't make progress that way. Right. It's impossible. When I come across certain pieces of, of content from, from sports teams or from schools or from you know any other area of interest that you have, I like trying to stop first and think about like, all right, what went into the thought process to, to create a piece that ended up like this? You know, like if they, if they produced a video, like what was the idea? Was it to get you excited? Was it to kind of develop these like feelings of like passion for whatever it is? Um, you know, if they chose a carousel style for you to kind of go through, like what was the point of me taking that action, that engagement on that, that post? I like to try to get into that thought process because you do have all of these tools at your at your disposal on, on these channels. And when we think about it more so from the why behind it and why they went for it, you start to understand, okay, this is, this is who their audience is. This is what they wanted them to do. This is why they wanted them to do that. You feel like you're taking the bait sometimes when you're reacting to these, these announcements. And it's like, it's never really been about the announcements. Like it's great that they're getting back to the photos or it's great that they're, that they're, you know, showcasing content a certain way, but I'm not sure it ever really has been about, about the tool so much as it's like when you're confronted with these changes, stop immediately and don't take it at face value, get into the, what does this strategically mean for how I'm approaching the way that I do things? You in a way have, um, an extra layer of complexity when it comes to this. Cause for me, I only have to answer to myself, but <laughs> with you in leading a team with not just the opinions of the creative team, but also having to answer to clients, how do you navigate that? If you have certain clients who are saying, Oh, you know, Facebook is the place to be or TikTok. Oh, hey, we need a TikTok page now. And like, how do you navigate trying to figure out where you should be putting your energy while also having to answer to so many different people? Yeah, um, they're never easy conversations because I think a lot of times clients are, are also very results oriented. They want to know, they want to be able to see the video. They want to see it on social, you know, so they're very tactically driven as well. And I think sometimes you sort of have to begin the conversation talking about what it is they're trying to accomplish. Like what's your goal? What do you want to do and work, work sort of backwards from there? Like it's the end game. Like what do you want to accomplish? Like what do you want people to kind of get out of their experience with you? And then what we can try to do is sort of devise like, the content opportunities, you know, ultimately, once you get a handle on the brand, and this is a very streamlined approach to this, but once you get a handle on the brand, what that place stands for and believes in what it wants to be known for, you start to try to sell them on the op on, on, on that. Like you want people when they consume your content to come away with 
this feeling or this emotion or this this experience. It's not really about the end game and what it looks like. It's really about ensuring that you have any one of these types of 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 feelings your your audience is getting them out of it so you try to get them off of the yes tiktok is is here and it's now and people are all over it but if you haven't thought about what it is you're trying to communicate if you haven't thought about you know what even works on platforms like that you're only going to be wasting resources um you know to me this is this is about what's available but as much as it's about what's available it's also about how much time you have it's also about how many resources you have to dedicate to this and you want to be you know you want to be kind of doing things with a spotlight not you know you know not necessarily flipping on a room a light in a room and lighting up the whole room you want to be pretty targeted with how you're approaching it so to me it's about kind of getting back to what you stand for and believe in and what opportunities exist within your brand to illustrate that to your public and then articulating them clearly enough and picking what vehicle is best to communicate that. And sometimes it's, if this is your audience, maybe this is the right channel for us to be on because this is where we, we know them to be. This is where our research sort of tells us that this is where they are. If we're talking about reaching, you know, a student population and wanting to be more targeted with showing what student life looks like, if we're talking about a school district example, we want to be authentic. You know, we're not going to be on Facebook talking to kids, even though we know that there's a population of kids that are still on Facebook. Like we want to be where they are, but we want it to be real. We want it to be authentic. So it's a difficult conversation to navigate because I think at the end of the day, most, most clients just want results and our job is to deliver that, but to not make it so, yeah, you want to, you want to have a TikTok. We're going to be on TikTok. It's, it's trying to get them to understand the why behind what it is that they're doing and how, strategy plays a huge role in determining how successful or unsuccessful you're going to be. So I love that a big part of your job is potentially a client could come to your group and say, we want to make a TikTok video. And you have to translate that to say, go back to them and say, what is the message that you're trying to share in this TikTok video and use that language with them. But then when you go back to your team, you're not saying, okay, guys, we need to make a TikTok video. You're saying, no, we need to, we're going to create a video about how introducing school bus drivers to their community. Like that is the core and that is the focus. The TikTok is just the, where you're sending it out to, but that should not be the basis from where you're creating the main message. Right. It, that should almost be it should almost be the last thing you're you're mm-hmm. deciding. It, it starts with having a really solid understanding of who you are and what you stand for and what you want people to know about you. And then sort of going from there, you know, you start to kind of get a little bit further in, you know, peel back the layers of the onion, so to speak. Like, you know, what up, you know, like I, I, to me, like we I, I refer to them as content buckets. Like what are the main content buckets or content pillars for your your brand like what feelings do you want what what emotions do you want to have what what things do you want to sort of be about and then what opportunities exist to show that sometimes i think about this from the standpoint i have a colleague of mine who does a lot of creative design work for for weddings and and things like that and i'm not projecting her business model at all but one of the things i think a lot about when when we're having these conversations is that you're working with people who are coming to you who this is the biggest and most important day of their lives at that point in time and they want everything to be right and they want everything to be perfect. And, and you're dealing with a very fragile 
mindset sometimes of brides and 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 grooms and you know doesn't necessarily have to just be brides so like the first thing i think you want to do is is like you're a partner in this you share in their excitement you want people to to feel that you have genuine care about them and their special day and making everything just right that's a content pillar like you know your examples that you're showing them through your content on your channels that you own for your business or that you you know necessarily own you know unless it's your site but like on your social channels these these borrowed channels should illustrate that feeling it should illustrate exactly how you want them to feel so it's almost like you're just kind of like a russian doll thing like you just you know it goes to the next one to the next one to the next one and then you're kind of picking you know where are these people at the end of it like you know etsy it's not really social but you know you're an etsy shop Instagram, you know, certain certain pieces like that where you're like, this is where I know that this is going to be appreciated or this is where it's going to be felt. And that's ultimately where you're picking whatever content opportunity or whatever content tactical choice you're picking. That should be at the end. You know, that should be the last almost one of the last steps in, in the process. And I'm sure that there are people that would probably push back and say, you know, no. But to me, it's always I've always found great success with that being the last stop is all right, this is, this is, this is what we want to say. This is how we want people to feel. This is who our audience is. This is the opportunity that exists for us to do this. Where are we going to do this and how is it going to look? Because I think that's also the opportunity where you have a little bit more fun in, in that choice. It's not just this, well, we've been told we have to do a video. So somehow we have to fit this terrible idea into a video. It's always going to be garbage in garbage out. I love that you use the word, um, borrowed because, that's what these platforms are. I mean, in addition to them changing, they could also go away at any point. So I don't think that we should ever make these platforms like to bring up the relationship analogy again, like our main squeezes. If you're going to be in a healthy relationship, you need to be have a good sense of who you are and what's important to you. Being with someone else is not going to like make you better. So get a sense of like what's important to you, whether it's your organization or your brand or just the project that you're working on at the time yeah. and put that at the center. All these platforms, these borrowed platforms have to fit into your agenda, not the other way around. Uh, you're right. Like it's, we don't own any of these channels. So that's why we're, we're sitting here having these conversations right now because the Instagram chief said, this is what's happening. And we're, we're, <laughs> feels like we could do a whole episode on your feelings towards Adam. Yeah. Um, but the, you know, we're having these conversations because someone else made a decision. We don't, we didn't make the decision. Someone else made the decision. We don't own it, but you own your brand and you own your entity and you own the way that you want to do things. And, that's what matters out of this. You know, we were talking before we went on, we started, we started recording about kind of like the older that we're getting and we are not old, but uh, the older that we're, that we're, well, some I, mornings, you gave, some you gave an analogy. You're like, you said something about like, you know, you don't have to wait until you're 40 to do whatever. And I think that I was laughing that you forgot that I am turning 40 very soon. So, well, yeah, but you're not 40 yet. I probably would pick my words a little bit more, more carefully if, if, if you were. I got to bump that age group up to 50. <laughs> um, but, you know, we were talking before about we like we we've sort of reached this this age that 
there's a little bit more comfort in standing up for what matters to you and what you are protective of and what you want in life. And, you know, whether that comes from being a parent and, and, and having needs or whether that comes from, you know what, I've been on my own for so long, or I've been, I've been in a relationship for so long and married and we have all these, you know, we've, we've, we've accumulated all of this, this time together. Like this is what's important moving forward. Like it doesn't really matter the reason. And it's funny, like maybe this is like the older version of me looking back, but like, I'm not sure why I didn't feel this way or have the courage to feel this way 10 years ago. But I know that I was much more impressionable in trying to please more people and be everything to everybody. And you just realize that the older that you get, that's not possible and it's also not practical. And it's kind of putting me into the the, the mold of the conversation that we're having right now, which is all of these things can be changing around you with all of these channels. And you can choose to be influenced by that and 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 be outraged by it and change your business model for it. Or you can say, what is it that makes me, me and my brand, my brand? And that is what matters. And what makes my audience feel a certain way? That is what matters. And I'm going to be consistent in that approach. I'm going to keep an eye on things because evolution is important. This isn't about turning a blind eye to stuff, but this is about being true to you and what matters to you and what matters to your audience. I feel so much like a grown-up now. <laughs> I, I was thinking about this even before we recorded. I don't know, because I didn't know that we were going to be talking about this today, but I was thinking about that we recorded this episode about a little more than a year ago. I feel like it was like last fall of 2021. And I was just... It's probably didn't come out because I'm, I have a good filter, but like just like raging inside. I was like so annoyed at the state of, of everything on the internet. And, and, and I felt like that was kind of the pinnacle of me realizing how much had changed and how everything that I had been doing in my business a certain way was no longer working. And it made me like, I mean, I was, I was upset. And even though that wasn't that long ago, I felt like that was really a, a sign of immaturity. And, and the person that you were describing in this episode of just being really reactionary to news about changes on social platforms is really a non-productive way to continue to grow. Because if you're always going to be reactionary, you're always going to stay where you are or, or move backwards because you get so discouraged that you're unable to move forward. And I think, I think that I really was in that place for, for a while, like really like, you know, 2021 into 2022. And I feel like I'm coming out of it now, but the biggest change that helped me to come out of it was to kind of take that control back and stop being so dependent on all of these platforms to tell me my value. I think it's important from a historical standpoint too to look back that this these these types of changes have been going on forever. I mean, Twitter went from you know 100 160 characters, 140 characters to 230 to what are they now? A billion? I don't know. It's some ridiculous number. Instagram 
you know, prioritize, you know, we did an episode on stories, right? We did an episode mm-hmm. on a study about stories. When stories about, were new. <laughs> right. Like, you know, you know, prioritizing, uh, you know, a shorter amount of stories versus a longer amount of stories. Video, photo, reels, open up, you know, into a camera, news feeds looking a certain way. Change is the constant, I think, with these channels because they are in, in competition for users and, and dollars and eyeballs and they're in competition with each other. We've seen them want to be like each other and now we're starting to see this like everyone's kind of settling into what makes them them for the most part. But we're still here. Like we are still here. We still use these things. We still need these things. And I just think it's important to remember like as much as things change, we need to be cognizant of the fact that it doesn't mean that things are going to go away. It doesn't mean that things are going to be terrible. It just means that it's a, it's an opportunity for us to reassess, continue to grow and look for ways to be more creative, but not to take the bait and fall into the trap of, I got to do this now. You know, things are going to change. How do you go? How are you going to respond? Are you going to be led around or are you going to kind of plant your feet in the ground and say, I know who I am. I know what I do. And if you don't know what it is, take the time to find that out. But how can I leverage this and how can I be true to what makes me me? And as you always say, and you've always said, I feel like this is something I associate with you even like before the podcast, trust yourself. That's what it all comes down to. Yourself, yeah. not not Adam. <laughs> <laughs> If you've enjoyed this episode, help us spread the word on social media. Tag us at Pod4Creatives and let us know what stood out to you. We never got around to um, recording our Festivus episode this year, but I did share my short list with you. Pretty much my whole list was just Adam Masseri. He was he was on there three times. <laughs> yeah, was, in, yeah, in different forms. Yeah. It is a very weird way that he like does those 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 video releases it feels like no one's around you know it's just him and his phone and yeah and you want to be like are there people working there or is this just you like oh my god imagine that was like some kind of grand reveal that like he was just this like puppet master psycho like living in a cave somewhere and there actually was no instagram staff yeah and he's just has been pulling the strings and manipulating us yeah It, it reminds me of conversations that i have with like my eye doctor when he's like you know, like right up in front of you while you're like getting your eyes checked and he's like, you know, so how's everything going? You know, and you're just yes. like, fine. Like, why <laughs> do we have to do this like this? Like, it's very uncomfortable. I just feel like he is one of those people who always comes off like trying to be really relatable and like chill. Yeah. But in real life, he's not at all or at least maybe like internally he's not at all yeah no i don't i don't i i get that same vibe and it feels like zuckerberg's like that like it's just you know they all have that that sort of like that vibe to them and yet we all get like thrown off course every time something is released but yet i've rewatched so many of his stupid announcements and reels and read so many of the comments that the algorithm's like, oh, clearly you like this guy. So we're going to make sure if he posts something new, you're going to know yeah. about it. <laughs> yeah, that's like that's like the social media like, curse. Of, that's the curse of social media. Like you hate watch stuff and then you just can't stop seeing it in your feeds. It's terrible. He's, he's the only person I ever hate watch. 
for truly. Yeah. I don't I don't waste my time with that, but I understand why people do because of him. <laughs> so smug. 